Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hey, this is Becky Ford. And I'm Ashleen Seitz. And welcome to the Living Box Free podcast. Hey. Hey, oh. We're wearing matching tank tops today. We are. If you could see us, black camo, <laughs> Old Navy sponsor us. <laughs> we are in a series all about respect. And today we're going to be talking about our emotions, our feelings. Sometimes maybe you try to stuff them down, put them in a box. Uh, we're going to talk about the importance of respecting those emotions. Before we do that, what is on the rise for you this week, Ash? <sighs> this week is the search, actually maybe two weeks now, the search for dark chocolate chips. So a couple of, maybe a month ago or so, I started, instead of, I, so I eat a lot of chocolate. It's just one of the, <laughs> like the major food groups for me. And it's I've started- my plate. Snacking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've started snacking on chocolate chips. Like it's just really mm. easy to pour a contained amount. Like I'd get a little cup and I pour, I don't know, a quarter of a cup into that container. And then I just snack on those. And the dark chocolate ones from Nestle are the best, and mm. I, I like them the most. They don't have a ton of sugar in them, comparatively speaking. But it's been really hard to find them lately. And even my roommate, who goes to all different stores, many, many, much stores, hasn't been able to find them. So last oh. night, she ordered them from Amazon Pantry. <laughs> and we were sitting there watching a movie. She was like, I just ordered chocolate chips. They should be here in two hours. <laughs> two hours? That's <laughs> impressive. So it's Nestle? Dark, dark chocolate, chocolate chips. Is it yeah. like a certain percentage? And that's why it's I hard? I have no idea. Interesting. No, it's just so you can get like regular or you can mm-hmm. get semi-sweet or you can get dark chocolate. Okay. And it's just for whatever reason been difficult to find dark chocolate chips. You've started a trend. Yeah, <laughs> apparently so. I do think I would enjoy a chocolate treat that is in little pieces because yeah. I think like it would take longer yeah. to eat. Yeah. And if you're so like working and eating chocolate, yeah. you don't want to like eat a chocolate bar because then you have to I don't know, yes. nibble on it and it's weird. Mm-hmm. But if you just like take one at a time and yeah. That's a great tip. Thank you. Get your sweets in. <laughs> Nestle dark chocolate. You can get it on Amazon Pantry. Yes, you can. I'm impressed. Two hour delivery. Yeah, it was pretty good. Wow. I actually mm. don't know when she ordered it, but that was the two hour, like the delivery was two hours. She was like, oh, it's wow. out for delivery. It'll be here in two hours. So delicious. What's on the rise for you, Becky? <laughs> I don't have yummy chocolate coming in two hours, sadly. <laughs> uh, what was on the rise for me last year as a family tradition, because it was our first Christmas yeah. with little Sawyer, we decided we wanted to do onesies. And in true Ford fashion, new parents, it was like the week before Christmas. And we're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, no onesies will get here on time. Yeah. And so I just found whatever could get here on time. Uh, Ash got to see it because we spent Christmas together. Yep. Uh, and I think mine was like a size large. It was <laughs> I a, don't even remember. It, it's pretty big. Yeah. I had some space, plenty <laughs> of space to eat whatever, as many dark chocolate Nestle chips as I yep. wanted. Well, this year I'm like, I am on top of this. So I sent Tristan all these ideas yeah. and he picked, he's like, I like this one. And they arrived this week. Wow. Before Thanksgiving, we wow. have our Christmas I'm family so onesies. Now the trick is I got to keep my child small enough to fit into the size I bought him. <laughs> Keep them small enough. I think it'll be fine. Definitely something you can control. They're kind of stretchy. I think it'll be (laughs) fine, but they're cute. They have little like like antlers and reindeer ears on them. So it's cute. Yep. Well, 
also on the rise for me has been, but it's now on the on the decline, has been sickness. So if I lose my train of thought, guys, please just bear with me. I'm hopped up on cold medicine. It's been a little rough. Give I've her been grace. sick for 10 days. Mm, Be nice wah, wah. to me. <laughs> I know. Um, this is one of the reasons I text Ash today. And I was so excited to see her. That's why I was like, let's wear matching shirts because <laughs> I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> oh, I miss you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about feelings. Speaking of missing each other, I found this quote. I have no idea who Carla McLaren is, but she has got a great quote here. She, so, hey, represent here Carla. We, here she is. <laughs> she says, emotions are celebrated and repressed, analyzed and medicated, adored and ignored, but rarely, if ever, are they honored. Ooh, Carla. Isn't that deep? She's wise. Get it, Carla. Yeah. yeah. We need more from Carla. <laughs> Let's hear more from Carla. <laughs> so, yeah, I just kept thinking about how our emotions are are part of us, mm-hmm. but we tend to separate them. We tend to say, okay, I'm feeling this, but this is what I want. This is what I'm thinking. This is the logical side of things. And But we can't separate them from who we are or what we do. Mm-hmm. They They drive our behavior. They help us connect with people. They create our art. I mean, all of our art in our world is created by emotions. And our emotions are worth respect. And they are part of our experience. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk today about respecting our emotions. And I would like to acknowledge, as usual, that this is difficult. So let's talk about it. Let's start with, we're going to talk through why it's important to respect our emotions. Then we'll do uh, why we don't want to respect our emotions because they're I, I had to shorten that list. There are a lot of reasons. <laughs> and then we'll talk through some practical steps. So that's where we're headed in this episode. So why is it important to respect our emotions? The first thing that came comes to mind, and I did some psychological research on this, is that there's this feeling of control. Now, this is counterintuitive because we're also going to talk about control in the why we don't want to respect our emotions. So let's just start here in the the positive, why it's good mm-hmm. to respect our emotions, is that your emotions are going to come out. They're, they're going to express themselves in some way or another, and they will show up when you least want them or least expect them to. And they will project on other people. They will explode when you're not, you think you're fine, and then all of a sudden you're crying. They will, they will do things, so whether you want them to or not. And you can't really control them. But if you have an idea of what's going on inside you, you can begin to develop control of managing those emotions and knowing when to expect them. So if you respect your emotions and you experience them, you have more control over when and where they happen. And Oscar Wilde, I mean, he was a real weirdo, but he was a great, great (laughs) real weirdo. Uh, He said, I don't want to be at the mercy of my emotions. I want Mm -hmm. to use them to enjoy them and to dominate them. And I think that's... That's a great thing to start with here is remember that if you if you experience your emotions rather than trying to stuff them down or shove them away or like, I, I don't know, try to control them. If you actually experience them, then you are more able to control what they impact in your life and what behavior they impact and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And it helps you know yourself so you know how you're going to react. Uh, if you frequently notice, okay, I frequently get angry when someone does this, then you're going to know if someone does something, you will know in advance you're going to get angry about it. And so you will be able to give yourself space to experience that anger or you will be able to tell them, hey, if we're going down this path, I'm going to get angry. I know that about myself. Uh, Can we maybe go a different direction? (laughs) Can Mm -hmm. we abort this train before or this 
mission before we get there. Yeah. That self-awareness I see is such a positive piece here too. By allowing yourself to experience those emotions, I think about the first few times Sawyer got sick Mm. and I remember picking him up at daycare and they're like, hey, I think that, I think he has, you know, an ear infection or hand, foot and mouth. We've had a, we've had a a plethora (laughs) of illnesses. Um, We think he has a stomach bug. Yeah. Yeah, Many, many things. And I remember the first time I went to pick him up and they told me they thought he, he was sick and I, I wanted to cry right then. Yeah. And I was trying my best to hold it in. And then I think at some point it was either the next day or something, uh, he was sick and I go to the gym and it was either you or one of our other friends asked something and I just yeah. started crying Yeah, and they're like, it's okay. He's going to be okay. <laughs> but I was just trying to hold this in. Yeah. But now I've also learned, I have experienced this emotion of my child being sick and I know that we've come through it. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel more equipped when that scenario presents itself again. It's like, it's okay. You know what to do. Yeah. You take him to the doctor. If you're upset, you can be upset. But like having done it once and having yes. tried to suppress it once, I now it know like, work. hey, yeah. yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> but then also I know it is going to be okay. Right. And that self-awareness comes through that experience yeah. and allowing yourself to, great example. to feel that. Yeah. And the sooner you experience those emotions, the lesser, the less they will be actually, because they tend to build up when we stuff them away. Mm. So that's something to keep in mind too. Like if you try to stuff something away now, it's probably going to be bigger later. <laughs> yes. I have, I have examples of that too. <laughs> Please share. I'd love you to want, hear them. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, Tristan and I were talking about feedback and this next week I'm going through, I'm going through a training where I'll yeah. be a participant and I have to go with 10 areas for myself to personally be coached on. Oh boy. And Ten. one of yeah, Goodness I know. Gracious. Don't worry. I got, okay. I got a list. You can no, add to it if you want. like a lot. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things Tristan brought up, I asked him for ideas and he said, oh, you need to get better at receiving feedback. And I was like, let me think about this. <laughs> and I go, Tristan, oftentimes when you give me feedback, what I have observed is it is a bunch of things that have built up and then mm. one thing triggers it. And it's all these emotions you've been holding in and then it all comes out. And like you mentioned, um, when we hold all this stuff in, then when it eventually comes out, because it will, Mm -hmm. it oftentimes is not your as rational. Right. And it's more emotional. It's disproportionate to the event. Yes. And I'm like, whoa, all I did was I didn't do the dishes. That was it. Now what's (laughs) what's happening? And, And I'm sure I've done the same thing. Uh, and so that conversation for him and myself was, I don't know if it's feedback in the workplace for yeah. me. I think it's us providing feedback in a more timely manner versus right. letting things build up because yes, then there's a trigger at some point and it does not come out as clearly and it can be more harmful than helpful. Yeah. It's like when I started my new job and I tried to change the system by which we uh, name folders we upload and I got a slew of very increasingly hostile e- emails. Do you remember this from one of oh, my coworkers? I didn't know it was about naming folders. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> so I finally ended up calling her and I said, okay, the tone of your emails tells me that this is not about uploading things. So what's really going on? Mm-hmm. And, and, and what wasn't even about me and it was just something she had been stuffing and putting aside. So yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, well, that's control. That's that's one <laughs> Number reason. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Number two, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because we've talked about this in many other episodes, is health, physical health. 
treating your emotional health can actually, I mean, it's scientifically proven, it can reduce pain, inflammation, and reduce the likelihood of severe chronic diseases. So just keep that in mind as a, as a bonus of experiencing your emotions. And then number three, and we talked about this a little bit, but you won't project. So our um, emotions often come out onto other people and we often expect other people because we get fixated in our own minds and our own experience. We expect other people to feel the way that we feel. So if I do something and I'm bad at it and I'm frustrated with myself, I then experience, I expect you to be frustrated with me if I do something wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I'm projecting that emotion onto you. But if I'm aware of my emotions and aware of where they come from and what situations they come out in, and I respect those emotions and I'm okay with experiencing them, then I'm not going to assume that you have that emotion as well because I know where it comes from and I know you, you have a totally different scenario. So something I tend to do, and this is, this is something that drives me crazy about myself, <laughs> I, I tend to be kind of a lazy person, as in I take a lot of breaks, I work really hard and I get a lot done, but then I, I do a lot of like sitting around and doing nothing. And it's, it does recharge me and it's necessary for me, but because of the way that I was brought up, that feels lazy sometimes. Mm. And so because I shove that aside and I don't always process that and deal with it, then sometimes when I see other people taking breaks or not necessarily being productive, I can be like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and that's not fair or necessary. It's not what I want. Like it's mm. not, none of that is helpful, but it's because I haven't processed my own shame and frustration surrounding my own behavior and allowed myself to experience and respect those emotions. Mm -hmm. So that's projecting helps us not project if we respect our emotions. Okay. I would love to hear Becky, your thoughts on this one because I had not thought about this one before, but I found it in a psychology today article. Oh, one of our faves. Yes. <laughs> um, energy. Our emotions give us energy. And so if you think about it, if you are angry or if you are excited, both of those are motivating emotions that if you experience them, they will move you forward in life. And so if you stuff your emotions away or you don't want to acknowledge them, you're going to end up kind of lethargic and depressed. And I think that is part of my daily rhythm is to suppress my emotions and then lose mm -hmm. motivation. And I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I found that fascinating. That is fascinating. And the first thing that popped in my mind was in the workplace, I think oftentimes people who are feeling their emotions and have energy from that mm -hmm. are called passionate. And I think about most of the great things I've done in my place of work are yeah. the things that emotionally I'm very connected to. Yeah. And that's, that is risky at work because sometimes you might be emotionally connected to something and your organization decides not to fund it yep. or we're not going to put, you know, support behind this, but the greatest things come from those. And I think we call them passionate people. Right. But, and even right now, and Ash knows this in my workplace, I, I have very strong emotions around the importance of people's wellness mm -hmm. and being healthy and happy and not just to be happy in your work, your job, but yeah. also at home for your family or people who are important to you. Mm -hmm. And there's some work that I have the opportunity to pitch and pilot 
around wellness. And man, I just, I feel so energized. Like I wake up thinking about it. I do make lots of doodles. I even talked to my boss this week. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to stop thinking about this so I can get this stupid Excel spreadsheet done. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's so hard to do this other work. Yeah. Cause when, you're excited. About yes. It. And it's, it's that emotional connection to knowing the purpose and the power of what that new, you know, proposed project right. could look like. Right. And so, so that's what comes to my mind. It is that workplace. And I think oftentimes, because sadly people don't like to talk about emotions at work. Mm-hmm. And I think that these, those people we see feeling their emotions and having energy, we often call passionate. Yeah. And I, I think even at home, I mean, we tend to numb out as a culture, um, whether that's, you know, binging on Netflix or TikTok or eating or what, however we choose to do that, we tend to try to stuff our emotions away in that, in that method. And I think it just kind of perpetuates the problem because then you don't have the motivation to do anything about your feelings mm-hmm. or to acknowledge them because you don't have that energy. Like if you stuff your anger away, the anger is not going to push you to solve the problem. Yes. Gosh, when you mentioned anger, I even thought about I thought about going on a walk when I was angry about something in the workplace and I was fired up about, oh, you know, we can do this better. Yeah. And I remember going on a walk and calling someone, one of my colleagues to talk to about it. And in that conversation, I really tried to not let that emotion come out mm-hmm. as complaining, but right. more like, hey, what do you think? Like, don't you, do you think that this is the right path or you think we can take a different intervention to make mm-hmm. this work and be a better solution? Yeah. But just that I remember going on a walk and being so energized, like I need to physically move yeah. because I can't sit here yep. because of that emotion. Mm-hmm. And if you let that emotion, experience that emotion and let it fill your body, then you're going to find a solution or you're going to move forward in a project that you're excited about. And mm-hmm. so if you experience it and respect that emotion then let it be a part of you and let it be part of what you accomplish. For anyone out there who's in our whoop group and you go, how are Becky's walks so freaking high on her strain? You now know I could be feeling emotions of anger yes. or joy and I'm walking and talking. She, she experiences and respects her emotions. That's why her whoop strain is so high. I do. Oftentimes when I'm walking, true. I'm not, I'm yeah, not joking. I'm almost always talking, whether it's a conference call yeah. or someone, you know, in my trusted group about yep. something yes. that I'm usually passionate about. Yeah. Okay, so that's energy, which I just thought was fascinating. And then uh, the last one I have on here is better decisions. If you know what's going on in your gut, you're going to be able to trust your gut. And if you know instinctively how you're going to feel about something, so like like you said about um, you know Sawyer being sick, mm-hmm. um, you know that you can make trusted decisions because you know how you're going to feel about those things. And you know, okay, if I take him to the doctor, I'm going to feel less upset because I'm going to know what's going on. Yep. So if you experience those emotions and move through them, then you're going to be able to make more consistent and reliable, maybe predictable, uh, predictable, predictable yeah. decisions yeah. so that you know how you're going to feel about something. Now you'll never know exactly how you feel until mm-hmm. the thing happens, but you'll have a better idea. Yeah. So, All right, so let's talk about why we don't want to respect our emotions. And we're going to start with the same one, which is control. And it can feel out of control. So if anger takes over and I go all Hulk, I can feel like I don't have control of my body, of what I'm going to say. I, You know, we've all, I feel like, said something along the lines of, 
I'm about to say something I regret or I don't want to say something I, I don't mean yes. or, you know, those kinds of things. And we can feel like we're losing control, which is true. We do. We we have talked about in the past, like you go to the part of your brain that's fight or flight and those that is real. Mm-hmm. So can you experience those emotions in a place that is safe? So experience them, them on your own or to someone who can just listen to you and isn't going to judge you. Experience those emotions in a, in a place or an environment that it's not going to have negative impact on the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe don't speak to some, like you said, you were trying to con- convey that anger in a specific way on that phone call with your coworker. Mm-hmm. Can you convey it in a way that helps move the process forward while still respecting and, and experiencing your emotions. And I think it's important to remember that the anger, the excitement, those feelings, they're still you Mm -hmm. disassociating from them is not going to help. Like they're still Mm -hmm. part of your identity. They're part of how you see the world and experience the world. And I like, I'm not going to, if, if I knock over a drink with my hand, I'm not going to cut my hand off because it feels out of control Mm -hmm. because it's a part of me and I need it. Yes. (laughs) For handstand walking. Exactly. And other <laughs> many other things. <laughs> and many other things we do more often. <laughs> so you yeah. you just wanna you wanna understand how your feelings affect you and when they arrive and what kinds of situations you know they happen in. And they make you fully human. They're not we none of us are one hundred percent in control all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a a really cool kind of philosophy around in your, so you have like that person in your brain, right? Like talking to you, Mm self-talk. And when I think about this, you know, that feeling of out of control, it's how do you, when you're feeling those emotions, how do you in your mind, instead of being a critic of like criticizing others, criticizing yourself, how do you be a coach through those emotions? Mm -hmm. Like that little person in your head, like, okay, we are extremely frustrated right now. So going to that point of like having a conversation with a colleague, you can be frustrated there's probably certain certain words that you shouldn't use yeah. or, you know, like coach yourself through. You still can feel it. And if you can, you know, controlling just a little bit of how you express it, you can still express it yeah. without dropping the F-bomb or <laughs> whatever else might offend your colleague. Yes. Um, so that, that almost training that self-talk mm-hmm. as you feel those emotions can help you probably feel a little bit more control. Definitely. Yeah. And yes. we'll come back to that in practical steps for sure. Keep that hand. Don't cut it off. Keep your hands Keep on. Keep your hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the second thing is you might not understand why you feel the way you do. I know that I feel this way often. Like mm-hmm. I don't, it's hard to respect my emotions when I don't even know why they're there. Like, why am I sad right now? Or I don't know. My, my friend Karen came to visit recently and she was talking about how you know, she might just start crying and she's like, I don't even know why I'm crying. And then she starts crying about the fact that she's crying because she doesn't know what she's crying. And then it's just, you know, it's a circle. Yeah. So it can be really challenging to sort through why you feel the way you feel. But one, you don't always have to have the answer. Sometimes an emotion just comes and goes and that's okay. And two, practice makes you better. It makes you better Mm -hmm. at understanding why something happens or why you're feeling something. And that's just, that's something we all experience at one time or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, reason number f- three, three, I can count, I promise. Reason number three <laughs> <laughs> that we don't respect our emotions is it takes time and we're in a hurry. And this is absolutely true. I mean, it really 
does take time. Every single one of my practical suggestions for later uh, in the episode, it they all take time. But here's the thing. Emotional health has incredible benefits to make you a stronger and more resilient person. So it's worth it. And it, it makes you physically healthier. So don't you want to invest in you? So it does take time. But that's it's just kind of a reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want to invest in me. Yes, yes, I do. That's what everyone just said who was listening. <laughs> <laughs> and then number four is we think our feelings might be wrong. Have you ever felt that way? Oh, yeah. Um, especially like jealousy, mm-hmm. right? Feelings like that. Uh, my growing up, my older sister, who's like my best friend, we are two years apart and we basically competed in a lot of things against each other. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you can have that feeling like, man, I should be so happy for my sister, but she's beat me. I remember this is super small example. We used to show horses, hunter jumper. And I'm like, I, horses are my favorite animal. I (laughs) should be the best at this. Yeah. When people ask me what I wanted to be someday when I grew up, I'd say a horse. My sister was not at that level of like, I love horses. Yep. And then she kicked my butt in every competition. That's so unfair. I know. And I just remember being so angry and jealous. And you're like, this isn't, I shouldn't feel like I'm happy for you. Right. But I'm not. I'm jealous right now. Yes. (laughs) I love horses the most. (laughs) Yeah. And we think that our feelings have moral weight. We think Mm -hmm. they can be right or they can be wrong. But that's not true. They just exist. They just exist and they need to be observed. And then we get to choose what to do with them. And stuffing them away or saying they're wrong or um, taking them out on someone else, none of those things help us to feel better (laughs) and they don't improve a situation. Like if you had gotten mad at your sister for being better at you, it wouldn't have helped the situation. If you had told yourself this is wrong and I shouldn't feel this way, that's not helpful, Mm -hmm. but to experience the emotion and then move through it and just make a cognitive choice of what to do differently or, you know, to congratulate her anyway. Yeah. It was the horse's fault. It was the horse's fault. I'm just kidding. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I have, a couple of friends in my life who didn't necessarily see themselves as wanting to be parents. Um, and one friend in particular comes to mind who she doesn't feel like she's necessarily good at being a mom and doesn't enjoy it. And I know that she struggles with a lot of guilt over that Mm -hmm. of feeling like I should want to be a mom. I should want these kids. I should like, she has children and Mm -hmm. the feelings of, guilt can outweigh the feelings of joy that she does have. And she's a great mom. Like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that feeling, but because she has so much shame and guilt built up Mm -hmm. around it, then it can impair the joy and the fun that she, she would get around parenting. And that makes me so sad because it's not wrong to have those feelings and they're valid and they're fair and it's, they're just a part of you. And so if you're able to express them and experience them, they're going to make you a better version of yourself. Yep. All right. Let's talk about practical steps. How do we respect our emotions? Drum roll. (laughs) Step one, write your feelings down. Uh, This is really hard to get into a habit of, but if you can get into the habit, it's great. Um, I mean, you could just, when you're experiencing an emotion, you can pull out a piece of paper and write down how you're feeling and maybe why you think so. And it's going to help. There are a lot of apps out there that will ask you, they'll prompt you, you know, 
how did you feel when you woke up this morning? And it doesn't have to be detailed. It doesn't have to be like, well, I woke up with a single tear. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you can just say, oh, I, uh, I'm feeling a little bit sad this morning mm-hmm. or I'm feeling ready to go yeah. or I'm feeling frustrated. I mean, it doesn't doesn't have to be detailed to help you to notice patterns and help you to be able to experience those emotions and respect them enough to say, okay, I am feeling this thing. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to take a moment to acknowledge it. And then I'm going to move on with my day. Have you heard about the five-year journal? No. I just heard about this and I think I might try this in 2022. So it's a, it's a journal and you can make one on your own out of any paper or you can buy. I'm sure there's like a format. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yes. And it's, it's for five years and it just has a, like not a huge section, but it's like a page for each day. Okay. And for like 2022, I would say, here's what I did today and Uh here's how it made me feel. Okay. So like Christmas with my in-laws or whatever, Yeah. this is how it went. This is how I felt. And it's supposed to be concise, not like a huge piece. But then what happens is over the course of five years, you go back to that same day to write down. So in 2023, I'm on the same page and I can see what I did on Christmas and how I felt in 2022. And then it helps prepare you. So one, obviously it's reminding you what you did, right? but then it also helps prepare you for, okay, if I'm in a similar situation, this I'm is how I to feel this way. Yeah. And maybe what should I do differently? That's brilliant. Yes. I think I'm going to try it. I, I know it's should. a big commitment. Yeah. Yes. So that, so anyway, you can, we can do it on our own. You don't have to go buy it, but I'm sure <laughs> yeah. it's probably on, if you Google oh, it, I'm the sure. five year journal yeah. Etsy I, or whatever. Oh my yeah. gosh. Kickstarter. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. So writing things down, maybe using the five-year journal, maybe just writing things down. Okay, number two, set a timer and feel something for a set period of time. This is something that my uh, counselor has suggested to me on multiple occasions, and I'm frequently resistant, (laughs) but it does help when I do it. So you can start with 30 seconds. You're feeling angry, and you're like, I don't want to feel angry. I don't have time for this. Set a timer on your phone for 30 seconds, and then just like feel angry Mm -hmm. for 30 seconds. And then when the timer goes off, you can let it go. Yep. Or you can move on to the next feeling if there's another feeling after that. Like, and often anger is a secondary emotion. So there might be something under that. Mm-hmm. I'm using anger a lot um, because I get angry a lot, <laughs> but it's an easy, it's an easy emotion to notice. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why I'm using it as an example. But I've heard a lot of professional athletes using this, mm, like yeah. something went bad on the field. Yep. And their coach is like, you have five minutes. Yep. You can have a pity party. You can be pissed off at the ref, Do the whatever. coach, yeah. the judge. And Feel after those five minutes, things. you're done. And we're moving on. Yep. Yeah. And and so I've I've actually heard lots of athletes, yeah. at least their coaches, talk about that. That makes sense that. because you're in a, a time domain anyway, and you mm-hmm. need to you need to be able to move on. Yeah. So yeah, you can set, I mean, I think usually it's a minute and start with a minute and mm-hmm. experience emotion and, and let it go all the way through your body, especially the stronger emotions. If you're feeling sad, just let it go through your body. And if you need to cry, cry, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll pull it together after a minute. That's fine. So everyone has a minute to spare for an emotion. Yep. Okay. Next one, ask yourself questions. So this is where you were talking about coaching yourself through mm-hmm. um, and having that inner monologue and changing the way you think about it. So you can ask yourself questions like, when I feel this way, what do I think about it? Or what do I think about? Um, or what do I usually do when I feel this way? Or how often do I feel this way? So you can ask yourself the why questions of why am I feeling this way? But you can ask also just be curious. Allow yourself 
to say, okay, this is not right or wrong. How I feel is not right or wrong. It's just happening. So let me ask myself some questions and think through it. Um, It can be really difficult. (laughs) (laughs) I usually have to do this out loud or on paper. I'm not, Mm -hmm. usually I get lost in the emotion in my head. I don't know. I don't know if you are able to do this, Becky. Is this something that you can coach yourself through? I definitely, I don't talk to myself out loud that much. Yeah. Uh, So I do, uh, once again, I'm just a very kinesthetic person. So if I feel, have a strong emotion, like there's been, there's one time I remember feeling very sad and going for a walk and thinking and Mm -hmm. asking these questions. And um, so I do think that's a really good practice. It's that self-reflection for me because I'm easily distracted. Going on walks is a great way to to reflect yeah. versus being in a house where I'm like, oh gosh, I need to do this. Or <laughs> yeah. I see, oh my, I need to put that laundry away. Yep, definitely. Um, so for I get if you get easily distracted, I would find a place where you can and for many of these, like experiencing emotions for 30 seconds or a minute, yep. your environment's probably gonna play a big piece in keeping your mind definitely. and your body present. And there are a lot of neurological reasons that why going for a walk helps it activates the different sides of your brain and it helps you to move through an emotion as opposed to getting stuck in it. So that's, there are a lot of reasons why that works for you. Just so you know, scientifically, scientifically. (laughs) So that's a great suggestion. Um, yeah, I think kind of just having that almost like the commentator voice Mm. of like, Oh, I'm having a feeling (laughs) like (laughs) if you can treat yourself that way, it helps a lot because it makes it less serious. It makes it less like, I'm going to explode or yeah. <laughs> whatever, you know, I'm going to cry for the rest of my life. I'll I, never be able to stop. I often think of the characters from inside out. Yes. Oh, and I think of emotions. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Ground yourself. So this is why one of the things about walking, um, therapists use this all the time. You can ask yourself questions like where in my body do I feel this emotion? Um, and then focus on that place and try to breathe through it or take a walk and, focus on that place in your body while you're walking and it, the the movement back and forth of the different sides of your body helps you mm. to move through the emotion and the feeling um so i tend to when i get anxious it, i tend to feel it in my throat and chest and so i have to i literally have to think about breathing and like breathing oxygen through those emotions so notice where you feel it um take a walk remind yourself what day it is who you are what remind yourself of like the very basics. I'm Ashleen. I'm here in Becky's house. It's a Friday. Like just remind yourself of what is true. And so then the emotion can't overwhelm you necessarily to the point where you forget what is true. Mm-hmm. And then you can just kind of sit in it and experience it and respect it. So there's a lot more to that to grounding and exercise. There are tons of exercises you can Google. That was a very cursory and beginner overlook of grounding, but you can definitely Google that if that sounds helpful to you. And then the last one, which probably is the most important one, I would think, is tell someone about it. I think this is incredibly helpful because someone can validate how you're feeling and say, yeah, it makes sense that you're feeling that way. Or they can ask questions, and that's pretty vital too, is someone can help you process through why you're feeling something some, some sort of way. <laughs> um, I think what I would say is, Find someone who can just listen. Find someone who's not going to judge you, who's not going to say this emotion is wrong. And maybe if you need to, preface it with, hey, 
can I just tell you how I feel and you don't need to fix it. You don't need to tell me what to do. Like, I don't want answers. I just want to tell you how I feel. And most people are willing to do that and happy to do that if you Mm -hmm. tell them in advance that that's what you want. Yes. Yeah, I feel like there's certain people that feel uncomfortable when you tell them your emotions, but it's because they feel like they have a burden of doing something with that. So that's super important to be like, hey, no action needed. No, you don't need to do anything about this. I just need to express how I feel. Yep. Yeah. Which can be scary, but it's good. Well, those are my suggestions for respecting your feelings, respecting your emotions. It's challenging, but you know, it's worthwhile. It's good for your health. It's good for your resilience. It makes you a better and stronger person. So it's worth the effort. All right. That's it. That's all I got. We'll be back (laughs) back next week with another respect episode. Next week. Next week. (laughs) You ready, Becky? Oh, yeah. Bring it. Next week. We will. uh, Yeah. Next week. (laughs) Tune back in. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Bye.